This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Ringgit and Sense on BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, you're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense, the show all about personal finance, and I'm Sim Wee Boon. Against the backdrop of a post-pandemic recovery, many investors may think that normalisation means a return to more of the same. But there's no telling how the markets will shift, nor how inflation pressures will erode your heart and money. Now, this applies to both seasoned investors and those just starting out to invest. There's already a risk element to it when it comes to investing. However, not investing itself would also mean shrinking wealth due to inflation. So what strategies can be used to grow or also to protect one's wealth at the same time, especially during such volatile markets? Well, joining me to discuss this is Yap Ming Hui, a licensed financial planner with Whitman Independent Advisors. Good morning and welcome to the show, Mr. Yap. Good morning, Sim. Thank you for having me. Okay, so let's start out uh, our discussion with kind of an overview. Maybe can you outline the situation that we're exper- experiencing now? You know, the war in Europe, inflation, Fed rate hikes. How how does this impact uh, one's investments in, in in such a volatile market? Hmm, you are right to say that we are now in a very challenging situation because uh, my, a lot of my fund managers' friends they are saying that they have too many things to juggle at one point of time. On one end, we have got a very high inflation experiencing by many countries. And that is very challenging by itself. And then you have got Federal Reserve in US uh, planning to have interest rate high and we do not know how frequent they're going to do that and how uh, is the magnitude for the high. And to add to the list is Ukraine war. And this war started, you know, and most uncertainty to the investor and more uh, and to the, this investment market as well. I've got US and the rest of the European countries uh, imposing economic sanctions on Russia. So that has got also financial implication to certain market, certain asset classes. So that's why it's like you have got too many things to, to worry about, too many things to uh, affect the market conditions. So that's very challenging for the investor. So when when we have got so many things happening like now and not all of them are positive, then financial market of different asset classes, whether it's bond, whether it's a money market, whether it's a properties, shares uh, in different regions, all experience some downturn and some uh, strong surge you know, in certain uh, asset classes. So it's, it's pretty confusing and challenging for investors to make decisions at this point of time. Okay, so hard to make decision is what is kind of uh, the difficulty. So with that said, what I want to know is, you know, then what kind of potential investment and personal finance challenges does 2022 bring then? You know, what do you foresee, if you can, that's mm-hmm. going to be particularly hard for the investor to predict, even both seasoned and new? Mm. See, one thing very clear now and very uh, present is the inflation rate is very high. And when that happened, the purchasing power of riot for normal people like us dropped significantly. Okay, So for that matter, you cannot leave your hard-earned money in the bank. You need to invest 
into some investment to grow your money. Hopefully, you will beat inflation rate and also can compound your hard-earned money. But the fact that like the market is very volatile now, then most investor is confused as to what to invest, you no, know, and how what to get out from for the existing investors. Should I cut loss, you no, know, or should I buy more? For new investor, is that then where 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 do I start? Is is there a miracle investment that I can invest? But I, I would suggest that in a such a situation, is it is important for investor to have a investment strategy that can achieve the follow the following objective. Number one, this investment strategy must be able to capitalize on volatilities. You know? So. Uh, instead of like uh, going down, you, know, you should find this strategy that will be able to capitalize or profit from volatility. Number one, number two, the investment strategy that you have in mind must also grow your wealth with high certainty. Which means to say, after putting your money in, after some time, it, it should grow rather than you know, it uh, it cannot sustain. And the third objective of your investment strategy should be that. This strategy, you're not only just invest for the sake of investing, you are investing because you need the fund to support you to achieve financial freedom, you know, eventually. So, you got to make sure that whatever you invest is in line to support your retirement goals and some of your major financial goals. Okay, so with that said then, what are some of the proven strategies to capture investment opportunities in volatile markets? I, I would say... From our experience, when we advise our client, uh, those clients who pay us advisory fee, uh, this is the strategies that we help the client to put in place to capture the investment opportunity uh, in 2022. The first one is to help the client to develop a tailor-made in holistic investment plan. Uh, oh, sorry, tailor-made holistic financial plan. So the idea is to know that based on the client's unique financial situation, what kind of investment return, what kind of investment amount, and what kind of investment size that he would need to have in order to achieve his financial freedom or to achieve his financial goals. So after getting the holistic financial plan done, then you should derive a optimal investment return target. Whether it's five percent, whether it's seven percent, then this will be the target return that you should aim for in order for you to achieve your financial freedom. Then the third strategy is that before you invest whatever money that you have got, you got to make sure that you have got enough money put aside for cash reserve. You know, in the event that you have any emergency, whether it's a medical agency or financial emergency you will not need to disturb whatever investment that you have made. The fourth strategy is that a lot of people like to ask uh, what asset class should I invest, which investment to invest into. But based on our proven investment strategy is to not to invest into a particular investment asset, but to build a asset allocation which is broad enough in terms of the not only geographical region, but also in terms of different asset classes. So ideally, you should have got equities, 
you should have got bond, you should have got properties, REITs, commodities, you know, precious metals, and etc. so that you will not miss any of these opportunities. The fifth step is to make sure that when you invest into different asset classes, you only invest in quality investment. Because in nowadays, there are a lot of investment products available in the market, some regulated, some not regulated. And chances are, if you are not careful, you do not do enough research, you may invest into a so-called good asset class, uh, for example, an equity fund, but it could be an uh, unregulated kind of platform. So that is quite dangerous, that may deplete your hard-earned capital. Uh, last but not least, after you, you have done investment, you that's not end the story because the investment by itself will not be able to give you the target return that you want, especially in the volatile market. You need to continue to maintain or manage your investment actively to take profit or to top up your investment in order for you to fully capitalize on the opportunities. So these are the six strategies that we apply to our client to help them to grow their wealth with high certainty and achieve financial freedom confidently. Are these okay? Are these plans applicable to only to volatile markets, or do you then have a different kind of recommendation when perhaps we move into less volatile markets? These strategies is especially relevant and important when you have a volatile market, because in the volatile market, that's where you do not know which asset class will do well, you know, and will continue to do well. So that's why broadening your investment asset classes into various asset classes is very important. And also make sure that you have sufficient cash reserve to ensure that we are holding power on those investments is also very critical in the volatile market. This is a proven and is a prudent investment strategy, especially useful in a volatile market. When market is not so volatile, is in a very clear uptrend, chances are you don't follow this strategy completely, you, you may not be too bad and you can be still making profit because market is up. All right. Okay, we're going to take a short break for some messages. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Ring it and sense on BFM 89.9, the business station. Welcome back. You're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense. I'm Sim Weeboon. And today's topic is investing in a volatile market. Joining me to discuss this is Yap Ming Hui, a licensed financial planner with Whitman Independent Advisors. Let's talk about protection, okay? And let's start with stocks. How do you deploy equities in a volatile market? Many stock investors, when they invest and buy the stocks, uh, a lot of time, uh, they are buying it without too much research for the particular stock. So then the million dollar question come now is that with such a volatile uh, market, then the stock price drop significantly. Like I mentioned just now, some 20%, some 30%, some even 50%. And the question is that, what, what should you do with this stock? So do you, do you sell it? Or do you buy more as it goes down? Okay. So one guy that I always highlight to the investor is that you, you do not just decide buy or sell. First of all, you need to relook at the stock that you have 
invested into, whether this stock is actually a good stock, you know, has, that has got viable business, that has got good management operating in the right market. So if you confirm that this is a good stock to hold, you know, and then now it just has become cheaper, and to a certain extent it's like a discount to you, then you should continue to buy, buy more. Well, not only you shouldn't sell it, you should buy more. But if you were to do some research and study and you found that the stock that you hold happened to be uh, a poorly managed company, you know, or maybe there's a change of management, or there's some big threat into the particular industry they are in, then in that case, you cannot hold a particular stock, you should sell as fast as possible, even though you're losing money, cut loss, take whatever capital that you have got and move elsewhere. No? And when you invest, I would suggest uh, into if you want to invest into stock market again, do, do not bet on one or two stocks. That, that is too dangerous to do uh, in a volatile market because not all the stocks will survive the crisis. Uh, some stock may just continue to go down and eventually uh, de- get delisted. So to be on the safer side, it's important to invest into a pool of or a portfolio of a few stocks. Okay, and hopefully, when you invest, do not invest into one market. Uh, for example, Malaysia is one market, Singapore is one market, US is another market. So do not invest into one market. So it's better to spread it out. Otherwise, investing stock in the volatile market like now could be very challenging. And instead of making money, you may end up losing money. What about gold? Is gold a safe haven in such situations? Yeah. In the market, there are some gold advocator who advocates that Gold is the best investment. You should, you should buy as much gold as possible. I, I would think that uh, gold price has also been very volatile, has been going up and down during this uh, about six months, one year. So when you define safe heaven, heaven I, I don't really think gold is really safe heaven. And from the uh, broad asset allocation Point of view, of course, it's fair to have like 10%, 15% of your asset allocation to into precious metals. In fact, I, I would suggest not to limit to gold only, maybe to include also some other uh, precious metal as well. And But the fact is that gold should be only one of the many asset classes that you have got. And I do not believe that gold can serve as a safe haven for long run. All right, okay. What about, uh, I think you mentioned earlier, right? Don't put everything in Malaysia, mm. right? So mm. when you say put money outside of Malaysia, right? Should it be um, more focused on like equity or, you know, I think a lot of Malaysians, especially from the older generation, they like to have property overseas as well. You know, does that, mm. is, is, that, also, is that seen as also a strategy uh, to kind of cope with volatile markets? What, but what are the risks that come with it as well, right? I, I would say to diversify into overseas asset classes, uh, definitely is a good strategy because, uh, if you look at the whole uh, market capitalization, 
Malaysian market is a small dot in the whole world. So when you diversify into overseas, like major economy like US, Japan, Europe, China. So when economy recover, you know, uh, Malaysia sometimes recover faster, but sometimes it recover slower. So when you have got a certain part of investment outside the country, this, when this country rebound faster, then that's where you are able to grow your portfolio faster and also capture some of the opportunities from certain industry which is not available in Malaysia. So for example, some of the high-tech uh, product or some of the branded consumer brand, they are not in Malaysia. Uh, as far as diversifying, diversifying your money uh, by buying properties, that is... That is reasonable, provided maybe you have got tens of millions or hundred millions, because some of the properties overseas is rather expensive. Uh, it's quite a big chunk, and it costs a lot of money, and taxations, and all the other expenses that come together. So it, it's quite a major action uh, to, to do, unless you have got a very big asset size. Otherwise, it's not so viable for most of the middle class investors. I just want to touch on that, right? I mean, related to that, not just overseas, but locally as well. Do you think property stands as a good hedge against inflation and thereby protecting you against a volatile market? I, I always share with my clients that uh, as a Malaysian investors, if you do not invest in properties, you, you are missing a good chunk of the growth potential to grow your wealth in Malaysia. So for that matter, Wigman always strongly suggests our client to put certain percentage of their as investment asset into properties. And one of the reasons why we do so is that, of course, so far, if you invest in the right location, properties can get you good rental income, good capital position. Plus also, for most of the young investors, you can leverage by getting bank loan not to invest in the properties. However, properties is not a perfect investment because it doesn't give you liquidity. It doesn't give you exposure to some opportunities outside Malaysia and things like that. So for that matter, despite there is a good investment asset class, uh, it can form the core of your investment portfolio, but I would suggest that you should not put more than 40% of your investment asset into properties. Okay? Anything, any percentage beyond that will just uh, somehow uh, tie you down, uh, limit your liquidity, and prevent you from getting more immediate opportunities. But given the property overhang situation and, you know, prices aren't exactly as high as they used to be in a sense where, you know, like people don't, you can't just buy and flip it anymore. You know, uh, rental yields aren't uh, exactly what it used to be as well. Um, you, you still sound quite bullish on property as a uh, sizable portfolio of someone's uh, market, whereas that capital could better be deployed on something else. You know, what makes you so bullish for properties in the long run? Because when we look at properties, uh, property is a tangible investment. 
and it is something that uh, people need to stay in, people need to operate business in. So the demand will still be there. So that's why when we talk about property investing, we should not talk about a general property market. We should talk about specific region, specific location whereby an investor was familiar with. So it's always about knowing the location, knowing some other good deal or depressed property in your area, okay? But good value in a happening area. So, so for that matter, despite the fact the general market of property is not so good, but the fact that you know the location, you, you scout hard enough, you research hard enough, you can still find some good property in the area that you're familiar with, familiar with, with good price, but give you good rental and good you give you good appreciation because the seller is uh, is in the very de- desperate situation to sell off the property. Finally, uh, what are some of the biggest mistakes that someone can make during these volatile markets? What's your advice for them? How should you cope when the markets are so choppy? So when when market is so choppy and there is a downturn, uh, things uh, investment or share prices or certain investment become very cheap, you know, then people get very excited, you know, especially if you have cash at hand. Uh, but I think one mistake that people will make is to uh, invest into those investments without doing enough research. Okay, So because when you... Do not do enough research, chances are you may buy in the wrong investment that may not rebound when the market recover, or instead it will continue to go down even though market recover. So it's very important to really research. Don't jump into any opportunity in a rush. Okay. And at the same time, when you want to bet on any equity market, instead of buying one or two stock. Buy a portfolio instead, so, or buy a sector. So for that matters, maybe uh, instead of buying a stock, you can consider using an ETF. Or you can consider using a, a unit trust to buy a technology sector, or to buy China market, you know, or to buy US market. Okay. So by doing so, then you'll be able to grab the opportunity more effectively rather than say, oh, Alibaba now is cheap, uh, then I should buy Alibaba. We will never be sure that Alibaba will rebound as strongly as the market when China market rebound. Okay, and that's all the time we have for today's episode of Ringgit and Cents. I've been speaking with Yap Ming Hui, a licensed financial planner from Whitman Independent Advisors. Join us again next week for more discussions on personal finance. We have the 10am news bulletin coming up next, followed by Enterprise. I'm Sim Wee Boon, signing off for the morning run, BFM 89.9. Ringgit and Cents on BFM 89.9, the business station. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.